Hello, 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 you lovely, lucky people. Welcome to the final episode for this academic year of the Hurtwood Mules podcast. How you all doing all out there, folks? How are you all doing all out there, folks? No, let me try that again. How are you all doing out there, folks? It's good, isn't it? You know, things starting to ease up a little bit. Maybe some people realising that actually socialising isn't that fun after all. And that the complexity of organising yourself around the various sort of needy dimensions of your so-called friends is actually more trouble than it's worth. And the prospect of spending another three months simply at home is strangely appealing. Or is that just me? Maybe that's just me. Anyway, look, this is an interesting time, isn't it? Because we're on the sort of threshold of things opening up a bit. Um, the weather's been a bit off. It's been windy. It's just been the windy year this year, hasn't it? Um, but now it's kind of nice. The sun's shining. Uh, you might have noticed that I'm not at home in my uh, bespoke recording studio, home recording studio, but I am in fact on the road. On the road again. Because I'm on a very secret mission today. I'm not going to tell you where I'm going, uh, but I'm going to pick up the recording when I arrive at my secret destination, and you're going to have to guess. You're going to have to guess where I am. Um, uh, so yeah, I'm not going to give you any further information. We're just going to uh, leave that out there, like a little uh, well thought through bit of uh, radio that it is. Um, anyway, look, I hope you're all okay. I hope I arrive at my destination safely. Um, and if I don't, well, it's been great. Um, but no, seriously, thank you so much for everything that you guys have contributed to Muse, to the blog, and to the podcast. That's www.muleshurtwood.com. Uh, for those of you who are uninitiated, uh, this is the podcast of uh, Hurtwood House School uh, and our creative uh, sort of platform for the student voice, which is Muse. We have a blog as well. Go and check it out. Um, We've got a lot of stuff going on there live, hopefully today, if I can get my act together. Uh, we've got poetry, we've got short fiction, uh, and we've got some stuff that people have put together on their various uh, block mornings. Um, loads of material, so you should go and check it out. There's some really interesting stuff there. Um, but yeah, this is going to be our final final podcast episode for this term, So, and indeed this year. The strangest year ever. Um, so well done. We all made it. I can't believe it. And you guys have all been brilliant. The feedback that we've had is amazing. The content that you guys have put out there is amazing. Lockdown seems to have really, really provoked some fantastic creativity out of all of you. So... Yeah, you can give yourselves all a collective pat on the back for that. And yeah, we'll uh, we'll see you on the other side. Uh, well, I'll pick up briefly when I arrive at my secret destination. So um, yeah, here we go. Hi guys, I'm here. I made it. Guess where I am? 
la 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 just walking down there walking down this way that's the sound of a door and i'm in a room i am actually in sp4 swimming pools for the heartland of muse that's right it's very quiet echo see and look just in case you think well he could be anywhere sam could actually be in any echoey room on his own which you know doesn't sound totally unlike something sam would do listen to this There is only one door in the universe that makes that sound. Should we do it again for old time's sake, ready? Oh, that's the door that Jessamy described as disgusting. One more time. Oh, there it is. So yeah. I'm at school. I'm in SP4. Um, I've spoken to a few people. It's all pretty exciting. They're completely transforming the place uh, in readiness for September 2020. I'm sat at my desk. I've been eating a carrot in true Beckett fashion. There it is. Mmm. I'm getting paid to eat this carrot. Mmm. Um, yeah, that's it. It's weird being here. Um, but I'm very much looking forward to welcoming back all of the A1s. In the meantime, enjoy the show. We've got, oh my God, I haven't even introduced people. We've got a really, really great show, actually. We've got, um, artistic, poetic, uh, stuff from Chloe and from Abby and from Lily and a little chat at the end between myself and the indomitable William Furiello, who's setting up like a business or something. Um, yeah, it's, it's some, there's some really good stuff there. There's a lot of original writing on there. And what you'll find is that a lot of the original writing that people have read for the podcast will also be on the blog. So check it out. In the meantime, we miss you all. Hurtwood looks forward to welcoming you back. I can see it. It's here. It's still standing. I'm in it. Um, And, yeah, until next time, folks. Bye! It's a time to kind of rethink about the perspective of life and just kind of get inspired in the morning, kind of refresh quite literally and kind of creatively as well. So um, I think I never can really, I very rarely can just write a poem from start to start to the end in one sitting. I'll tend to just kind of get a few sentences down or it would be, nice to write about this for example get a few phrases down and then kind of come back to it on a few occasions um and then build from there i don't really like going from beginning to end i kind of chunk write sentences and then fit them together in a way that i i like mirror image dedicated to my mother
beauty beyond physical form, perfection. No true being pure and light as you, warmth coating hearts, warmth coating parts of everyone. Vision of comfort, peace of mind, watches over me, protects, prolongs, provides all through time. Time, time given as gift, shepherd to sheep, sheep to lamb, following life's plan, following your footsteps. Immeasurable heartache when far, not close. Close when guidance hour blooms, flower bed of truth, ideology. Growth of righteous blossom with love. Caressed by tender hands into mine like a ball of hope carved into sweet cherry blossom. I watch as I copy your grasp, my life after yours. Mirror image. John. Toast buttered, he edged over to the old-fashioned coffee grinder and began to mill. Ironically, its warming aromas were overpowered by the memories it always brought flooding back. Martha. It was a hot day for England. He used to rejoice in the pockets of heat of an English summer, their randomised appearances being the only reason he hadn't moved to somewhere more exotic. He took solace in the fact that it was never very predictable. Variety is the spice of life. His heart was aching. He knew that he had to unhook himself from his past emotions, but every time he felt that he was making an inch of progress, her presence would come back with a vengeance. Forbidden nostalgia. Today had to be the day, he decided. It had been far too long, and he had fallen far too low not to do anything about it. He had shed his weight in tears and regrettably restocked this loss of liquid with whisky. He knew that he needed to get out of the house, that this was the second step in the process of moving on. He had been waiting for a pleasant day. An attempt to forget about one's grievances accompanied by rainfall seemed fairly counterproductive. Shutting his door, he felt the streams of sunlight slide over his leathered skin. A few cycles of breath and he immediately felt more at peace with himself and the world. He walked along the country path, pensive. Unlike before, he found the odd fly which rested on his arm comforting, like micro-messages from an unexplainable source reassuring him of his existence. He noticed the intermittent mechanical buzz of the cacophonic workshop of the woods, flies freckling the blades, the fizz of the dragonfly, a polyrhythmic masterpiece silenced by the ignorance of the human voice. Nearby, a small congregation, mindless chatter punctuated by bursts of laughter. A broken tree sliced the path two metres above the ground. He ducked under with a tilt of the head and looked back. He noticed its secret strength. It had not fallen the whole way. Its trunk was still supported by its roots. One day, he thought, it might restart to grow more roots, have another shot at survival. He found it was these little things that quenched his thirst for hope. A girl approached, still young but old enough to appreciate the beauty of the path. She looked up and smiled. A sigh and a good morning were all he could manage, but it was more than nothing. That's all he had to do. Baby steps. A flash of consumerist red disturbed the natural order. His rusty frame folded over to pick it up. He could never abide the entitled litterer, roaming his precious countryside with a selfish smirk. The path led him into a small wood. The shade incited an expel of welcome relief. He began to feel unstoppable under the embrace of the trees. Specks of sunlight glittering his path. He felt invigorated. She still swam into his consciousness, as anyone would have expected after such heartache. 
but he was different. He felt like he'd been revived with a medication of optimism. He knew the journey that he was on would be a long one, emotionally and physically taxing. But as long as he could prescribe and self-administer a daily dose of a walk through the woods, he knew that he would be on the right track to promised healing. What do you want with a woman when she won't do nothing you say? What do you want with a woman she won't do nothing you say? I don't need her. What do you want with a rooster when he won't crow for day? And my love don't change, it's going to be some riding done, Lord, how my love. My love don't change, it's going to be some riding done, yes it is, Lord. And if I take you a woman, I just be made my run. Say it, like you say today. Get me some lonesome booze, oh Lord. Going in one of these eyes, get me a quarter of this lonesome booze. My woman done let me, I got these love changing blues. Play it now, like you played it last. Play it no more, dear. of my best ideas come at night um that is the life of an insomniac i suppose <laughs> actually most of the time it is my best ideas come to me at night time i handwrite everything because i don't know i mean i'm not trying to say that in a way like oh yeah i don't use technology because I think it blocks <laughs> my creative no it's nothing like that i just think that you know it's like pure cognitive like instinct is that when you're writing something you are genuinely in a flow yes so yes. the more you write sort of the more you're thinking about what you're writing and so it sort of like progresses on that way and I just find that the most sort of like productive way mm. of taking down things um I've started writing one short story which is called and I'm it's a working title yes. but right now I'm thinking of calling it Submergence yes and basically I'm sort of looking at the character of Ophelia in Hamlet this is all sounding very like prestigious and stuff. It's it's really really not. Hmm. Um, but essentially, you know how she was she was claimed to be going mad and then she drowned herself. Hmm. Um, so I'm sort of looking at like a girl who is constantly sort of like teased and manipulated at school, hmm. and how like constantly she goes to this lake and she just sort of like lays there and yep. sort of like sinks herself beneath the water because it's her only time to get quiet. Mm. And it's sort of like putting yourself into Ophelia's perspective and sort of like channeling that into like a modern source, mm. which I thought 
might be quite a good idea, but it's probably been done before, honestly. I think short story, yeah, because I want it to be sort of like, I mean, I'm thinking maybe like 3,000 to 4,000 words. So you're getting quite a lot of detail, but also um, it's not so long that you're sort of like, okay, mm. is this is this a proper story or what? I want it to be sort of like, you can just read it and it leaves an impact. I think so. I think mm. so. I think um, from what I've written already, I think there's a lot of ways I can sort of incorporate those little details. I think most of the time people who enjoy reading who enjoy reading these sort of stories they mm. are familiar with like the works of Shakespeare because when you enjoy reading literature Shakespeare's gonna come up at some point because yes. he's sort of there is it like famous one you can think of you know when you for example like modern sort of interpretations of Shakespeare like yes. 10 things I hate about you mm-hmm. and that is taming of the shrew yeah um so you know how they incorporate little details, little names, yes, yes. things like that. But if you hadn't known Taming of the Shrew, you wouldn't really know that. Of course not. No. So it's sort of like that same sort of thing where it's like you wouldn't know it if you mm. don't if you're not familiar with Hamlet, but it's there. I don't think I'm gonna use the father mm. only because I don't I don't really want to sort of get into that theme because I feel mm. like that needs a lot more development than yeah. I can actually like convey in so few words. Yeah. So instead, I think it's more going to be like being marginalised by her peers, being mm. marginalised by her age group and how she feels isolated from all of that instead. Yeah. Yes. So I think something more sort of relatable to maybe a wider audience, but also like a very extreme version of that, I mm. think, because mm. um, hopefully nobody sort of has to suffer in a way that, you know, you feel like the only time you can get peace is when you're isolating yourself. Do you think about it after you've left, but... Obviously, it's in such sort of an archaic language. You do tend to think about it in a modern situation instead. I think that's where it sort of like gets its roots from. Uh, I was just scrolling through Netflix the other day, as you do in quarantine. Yes. Um, (laughs) I stumbled across a film called Ophelia and I was like, oh, surely this is about Ophelia from Hamlet. And it was, but it was sort of like from her perspective. Hmm. And it was, I wouldn't say like, oh my gosh, it was the best film I've ever seen. It was an artist's perspective, I suppose. But actually, I really liked the concept of it. And I did like the way it was conveyed. Mm. And so I was like, okay, I want to explore that in my own terms. And most of uh, the story actually got lost on my computer. Mm. Because, I mean, I wrote a lot of it down in here. Thankfully. See, there you go. It's quite good to get things down on paper. Oh, sure. Um, uh, I actually wrote it. At a train station as well, so yes. <laughs> proper like, oh wow, let me get inspiration from my surroundings. Yeah. Only because seven's my lucky number, so <laughs> I always, seven or seventeen, I'll always go with. Um, that's why I'm especially excited for my seventeenth birthday because hopefully it's a lucky year. But so far, it's not looking good. I started off, and I think in the beginning, I was sort of trying to approach it from a sort of comical aspect, but. I've sort of come to realise as a writer, I will either be, the only way I can really achieve comedy is if it's so absurd that you're like, what is going on? Mm. And then it's funny, but if I'm trying to do it in sort of a genuine, realistic way, it's just not funny enough. Mm. So I tend to stick more with this sort of like naturalism sort of thing or, um, you know, that sort. So here there's, lots of times where I'm trying to sort of insert like comedic parts but it just doesn't really hit and so I think I'm gonna have to like reevaluate the structure Hmm. and 
look at it in a di- I mean, there's one section. There are these two characters who are a newlywed couple and the woman is very, very uptight and the man's very relaxed. You know, it's a typical trope that you see. Mm. And I think that's quite a funny section mm. because it's them interacting about her being angry at him for something and he doesn't know what he's done. But I think that's sort of the only time that the jokes have actually landed. Mm. Um, I, I, My favourite two characters is uh, this elderly couple mm. called Richard and Christine and they're sort of meant to be like the the narrators, I suppose, the observers of the entire situation. Mm. Um, and they like carry the story along. Well, so I, I initially wrote it as a script. Mm. So it's it, as you can see, like the structure okay. of it all is yeah. lines, and everything. Um, but at the moment, I'm sort of focusing more on stories because it's easier to do when you're <laughs> by yourself. Because, yes, you know. Yeah. Um, it's just everything hmm. all at the same time. That's the best way I work. I will switch and switch and switch. I'm just going back and forth between different stuff. Because I think I said this last time, like, it completely depends on what you, mood you're in that day. Hmm. When you're in a happy mood, you're not going to be the best at writing a particularly somber story because, hmm. you know, you can't really get that, you know, actual raw sort of emotion that hmm. you're more able to reflect when you're feeling the same way as the character. Hmm. Um to a certain extent of course yeah um and when sort of you're happier it's a lot easier for you to create a sort of a more uplifting optimistic story Mm. so that's where i find it easier to sort of work on a lot of things at once so i can wake up in the morning and be like okay what do i want to work on today Mm. i am um a really big stephen king fan yeah so for most of this quarantine i've been reading a lot of stephen king i mean okay. my bookshelf over there there's just like a whole row it's just like a shrine to him <laughs> um, i love him i think it's great i mean yeah but so that's obviously it's a very specific genre yes um, and it's quite dark It's all based around um, characterising movement in the landscape um, at, in different continents, so entirely different um, features of landscape, um, yeah. but they're all characterised by the same thing, and that's the idea that they're all painted at the same time of day. So they're all painted at sun, um, sunset. Yeah. Um, and you and I, we were talking about... Um, how it's almost you know i used to hate cliches when it comes to art and i hate um um the question of what art can be and i used to hate the modernists uh but i guess in a way that my my concept is almost a little 
it's also cliched in the sense that you know I'm focusing around um, um, capturing sunsets, but like you said, it's almost indicative of something that we all find something it's quite important to us. You know, when we go away on holiday and we're taking, we always end up taking photos of the sunset every night. Um, what I have painted so far, I have some uh, sunsets from the Caribbean and I have some um, landscapes taken from uh, a festival that I went to in the summer called Truck Fest. And I was almost inspired by the, um, by Kurt Jackson. He is, an amazing artist who uh, does uh, lots of landscape paintings but also paintings of nature and he just he, alongside this he's you know he just picks up degrees here and there he's a very intelligent man and he works with the Cornwall Wildlife Trust um, but he also works with uh, Glastonbury and every year he paints um, just these the most amazing abstract paintings of the main stage and I was almost I was um, he turns the people just into these tiny little blobs and even up close it doesn't make any sense but then you step back and it's just like the most amazing visual just like splatter of colour um, and I just felt inspired to do that with uh, the tents over this just um, insane sunset in Oxford and that okay. was that was part of it. We've also got some urbanscapes and yeah. I have plans to do um, some stuff around in Japan um right. with uh landscape paintings i think moving forward i'm working with acrylic at the moment but something um that works really well when you're trying to show movement in landscape is just using line mm -hmm. um so that would i think i'm gonna take my biro drawing um yeah. using biro and pen and ink further with that one I think that'll work better with the abstract. I've got the, the blank canvas sitting beside me, looking very lonely. <laughs> it, it's, it's different than the other, to, compared to the other paintings, obviously in terms of um, natural form and um, form in the landscape, because the idea is that all the forms are different at what I'm looking at, but they're all taken at the same time of day, but they all have their own characterized movement in terms of culture and um, landform and whatever. Um, but, you know, this one's different because there is this intense, almost complete cloud cover. Um, and it's set in Hoshinoya, uh, which is a lake, one of the lakes surrounding Mount Fuji. Um, and it is, it's sunrise, but it's the same lighting conditions, essentially, um, as if it were sunset. But it's... Um, with the complete cloud cover, you've only got this one bit in the middle where the peak of the mountain is just coming out. And the, the challenge with that painting is showing the, um, the disparity between the, the peak and the, the cloud and the sky itself, because the sky, it's, there's something about <laughs> sunsets in Japan. It's so hard to explain, but with the, I was in my, um, my, my grand, my great uncle's house who had, um, a man I'd never met before, but he's Ireland's largest collector of private, he's Ireland's largest private collector of art. And they sent him um, this Japanese company, um, he was working with um, Toshiba, and they sent him a huge Hokusai collection um, of, and I can send you some of the photos. And did you? I know, he was just, he was selling them a lot of stuff. Um, and 
they use a lot of block color and they use he Hokusai traditionally used a lot of printing to for his paintings and the sky it's always separated into three sections it's, it's blue very red orange and pink um and white and it's just it seems so um abstract but then you you look at the picture and it's just it's exactly for some reason compared to my the other photos that I've taken just over the peak of the mountain there is a very distinct block of pink and then a block mm -hmm. of white and then a block of blue i ca i cannot explain why i don't know why that is i have to look it up but it, the sunsets in japan are just so distinctly different anywhere else in the world in terms of really? um yeah in terms of uh, tone and color in the sky sometimes it's day sometimes it's a month i have, i'm not consistent in that front I, i've never been consistent with my art um if i keep my head down i think this project will you know i'm going to continue this over the summer um yes. this painting i could probably you know i'll probably end up just staying up all night and then finishing this one i my routine when it comes to um working it's usually stress 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 then yes. <laughs> then have a color palette in front of me and when i'm painting i usually try and have a very limited color palette um mm because I'll, I'll go back to it sometimes and uh, change just little, little details. Um, but by having a limited color palette, not only um, it will that the colors be um, distinct to the landscape which I am working with um, mm -hmm. and, the, um, and the continent that the picture is taken on, um, yeah. but it leaves me room to, to change certain things that, to make it, um, changes to the painting if I'm not quite happy with it but yeah uh, that the colors won't mess up um, later on if I decide to just paint it gray again and then start again essentially okay yeah okay that was the the picture from Truckfest um at that moment they at that moment in the evening Wolf Alice was playing are you familiar with Wolf Alice yeah yes 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 I am a huge Wolf Alice fan and we just had to nip back to the tent to um to grab something and um the oh this oh this sounds so pretentious I can't say it without sounding so pretentious I when I was painting it I was listening to I had Wolf Alice on uh, on shuffle and yes. every time I hear um uh, a blush and don't delete the kisses I just think of this um just this like warm pink glow like um and uh, when you look at the album, I try and I did take a couple of like I I tried to base the color palette on um, um, visions of life, the the album visions of life, um, yes. and I just I don't know I just I tried to uh, characterize the landscape and the colors and the setting with the with, with the, the feel the feel and the atmosphere, but also the music which is playing in the background at the time. I'm trying to associate. Um, or just write new uh, poetry. You've looked at some of it before um, yes. with with the paintings. Yes. I've something I'm trying to um, piece together is um, my new writing series, The Pause, um, yes. with this just this moment. Like we were talking earlier um, about, you know, you come to the end of the day and you see a beautiful sunset and you can't help but just get nostalgic and. Um, uh, and thoughtful and just you you go into your own world if I I feel like what I've written so far each poem it has some kind of resonance to um, 
the landscapes which I've been painting because I've I've been writing them at sunset. Again, it just it's like it's so pretentious and wet, but I can't help it. <laughs> you know what? What do you mean by the pause project? Pause project. Well, um, that specific poem that I uh, sent to you, the most recent one, uh, yeah. that. What, I I'm licking that one with the um, with the urbanscape, the urbanscape on top of my roof because I wrote it during the lockdown. It's it's isolation and lockdown themed. Um, yes. It's about two people, and it's not it's doesn't it's some kind of relationship. It doesn't necessarily have to be a romantic relationship. It could be between family members, friends, whatever. And it's um, talking about. You know, it's either I didn't want to make it too specific because then I feel like I'm, you know, you're shutting out um, a portion of people if you're if you make it too specific and then it it only becomes it. You need to make it universal. I feel I want to include that with all of my work because sometimes I'm terrible at articulating what I'm trying to say, and um, I I don't want people to just read it and then think what the hell is she talking about. <laughs> what, like what's she all about there and then it becomes too personal and I think all right um, but it, it's talking about a relationship any kind of relationship um and that relationship has either just begun or it's just come out of a um a rocky stage but then you go into isolation you it's about that relationship either it, that relationship must come to fruition it's either about to disintegrate or it's going to become as strong stronger than ever that was also part of what the pause is it's um it's that in essence but also almost um speaking about the polar opposite and not being able to decide on how you feel about um uh being with that other person you know you i found that i wrote about it because um i feel this personally if you're you want to speak to somebody, but there's something about speaking through a screen which makes it totally alien. And even though that person is so special to you in, um, um, you know, reasons for yourself, you can't... Yeah. There's something about speaking through a screen which makes it almost like you're speaking to somebody else. You're speaking to their online self. And not many people like their online selves. I I hate my online self. I hate social media. I'm this I'm this close to deleting Instagram and Facebook. I can I cannot stand it. I mean, Facebook has brought so many like not necessarily terrible but shockers to me. I didn't find out I was getting a dog until I found out that my parents had posted it on Facebook before telling me. <laughs> yeah, I didn't I didn't know. My neighbour knew before before I knew. <laughs> No, this is definitely meaningful. I know that I've. Uh, it's, I, I seem like a massive hypocrite now. I've, I've completely contradicted myself about you know comparing your online self with your actual self. But no, this has been a meaningful conversation. I've taken a lot from it, so thank you. <laughs> I'll, I'll catch you tomorrow. Yes. Right. Thank you, Louise. Keep painting. I will. Bye. of light and then a series of low concussions. He got up and went to the window. What is it? she said. He didn't answer. He went into the bathroom and threw the light switch, but the power was already gone. A dull rose glow in the window glass. He dropped to one knee and raised the lever to stop the tub and then turned on both taps as far as they would go. She was standing in the doorway in her nightwear, clutching the jam, cradling her baby in one hand. What is it? she said. What's happening? 
I don't know. Why are you taking a bath? I'm not. Should I keep going? to our time together. Um, I don't know whether I'm upset or overjoyed because I'm upset because, you know, I would have loved to have spent the rest of my year with everyone and especially you teaching me, obviously. But I can't tell you the sort of sigh of relief and sense of overpowering enjoyment I got when Bojo said that we didn't have to do our uh, exams. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, uh, from from that sort of happiness, there's also been, uh, there's also sort of given birth to a whole new area of angst, which is completely out of my control. Because Sam, please give me an A. <laughs> you must have had a ridiculous number of emails being like Sam. I mean, I know that you love us, but. <laughs> It's been kind of crazy, I'm not going to lie, Sam. Um, I didn't, I, when, I, when I came into lock. well, actually, before lockdown officially started in the UK, I have a little bit of a confession to make. Um, you know how I was missing for three days just before lockdown started? Yeah. Um, and mum and dad was supposed to be going on this um, couples retreat that they do every two years, and they were going to um, the Dominican Republic. And uh, mum said to me, I mean, you're not sick, you're not ill, You've just, like, maybe have a little bit of a cough. I, di I didn't have corona, by the way. Um, and she, she said, look, it would be cheaper for us to take you to the Dominican Republic with us instead of us cancel. So I spent three days in the Dominican Republic. I don't know. I missed, I, I missed my theatre live evaluation. Yeah, I was... I mean, I didn't care. I was on a tropical beach. I didn't care about the beef. I felt very bad that I wasn't there. But to be fair, there was no way I was going to be in school anyway if I'd been sent home. And um, when, when life gives you lemons, make lemonade. I was sort of trying to figure out how to get into the swing of things with the whole lockdown. And mum, my mum being the highly organised, hyperactive woman that she is, which is really weird because I'm completely different. Um, she, sort of, she sort of set up this um, regime where... We had a, like a, a like a family meeting twice a week, and we we sort of roadmap our week and what we wanted to achieve, and um, we started doing that. And I started a company, Samuel. I, I set up a company. It's called Saint Jen. Um, it's I I guess you could kind of say it's very inspired by Muse. Um, yeah, I know. But we started out writing articles about young creatives and basically we wanted to give exposure to um, young creatives and sort of build collaborative relationships along the way. So we started writing articles about creatives aged 16 to 25. Um, those articles were written by myself and Sahara Coles. And, th and th that, that was going really well. We we had an average of about 2,000 site viewers every week um, and that sort of started to take off. And then we launched St. Gen Fashion, which is um, a fashion brand which, which is based around um, collaborative designs. So our first release was um, St. Gen and Guy Gooch, who was here last year, 
yeah, great photographer, and that's what's um, on the clothing designs. We've got on our on our YouTube channel. We've got interviews, um, short films. We've started doing a mini series called Creative License, where we send four musicians、uh, a sample of music, and then they have to create something either inspired by it or using the sample. And that was really good. It's been our most viewed、um, video on our YouTube channel.、Um, but yeah, yeah, everyone is from Hertwood. It's sort of the way it's set up is.、Um, Everyone has everyone has a little department that they run. So, artists, photographers, musicians, filmographers, writers,、um, and that's sort of just developing into everyone. Sort of does everything. Yeah, I've been getting up to lots of other stuff as well. I'm through to the final round auditions for Guildhall,、um, which is great, which I'm very excited、um, about. But、um, yeah, I mean, I'm excited. I'm not saying that I'm. I've got it. I'm not saying that I haven't got it. I'm just, I'm just looking to have a friendly chat with people. The, I mean, the only thing that is sort of nerve wracking about this one is that you're doing it with the heads of Guildhall, with like the heads of drama, which is quite big, like sixth, be- sixth best drama school in the world. They're not like, they're not like your average Joes.、Um, but then again, they're not the gods of drama school. They're just other people, which is important to remember. And、um, yeah, I mean, it's been a really great experience.、Um, you never expect to get every audition you go for. The biggest, probably one of the biggest moments in the last six years of my life is coming up on Wednesday.、Um, on Wednesday is the the Coppa Italia final with Napoli in it versus Juventus. Oh, it's been awesome! You know, I love talking to you, Sam. It's fine. I especially love talking to you when we're not talking about Hamé's tail. I'm not not saying that I don't enjoy that anyway. I just it, extremely extremely relevant at the moment. And、um, I thought I'd mention if you're if you're interested, the the link to our website is www dot saint gen g e n dot org. Talk, 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 talk,